to the City Podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back another edition of Keys to the City. I'm your host, Trevor Keys, alongside the big brother, Ted Keys. The Joseph Aguirre will be back next week as he has a golf tournament. He's a busy, busy man right now, but we will have him back and recapping how the Yankees fare this week out in the West Coast against the Oakland Athletics as they hammered the Athletics last night. Big win, and they continue to, well, starting to win some games. But like I said, Ted, when we had this question last week, patience. Just relax. Baseball's a long season away. Long season. A lot is still happening in the world of baseball. Speaking of that, we are now T-minus 13 days away from the NFL season officially starting. The boys of fall are right around the corner as the Buffalo Bills will head over to L.A., the West Coast, to take on the defending champs, the Los Angeles Rams. But we are here talking about our continuance of the division previews and then we will have next week coming up we'll have some bold predictions for the upcoming season we'll also be talking about college football because well college football starts tomorrow ladies and gentlemen and the first big game is in dublin ireland hey what do you think about that the nebraska Cornhuskers taking on the northwestern northwestern let's see what happens wild that game. The yeah, I forgot their. I actually forgot their name because there's so many wildcats. I was hoping you try to you try, you know try to back me up and help me out with that because well, there's, so there's so many. It's like the most common common name in like college football. It's like the wild. Dude, are you wearing a sports jacket? No, I'm not. It's a black. It's tight. It looks tight. It looks tight. What do you mean tight? You mean it looks good? If you want to yeah, say like, it looks good, you could just say like, it looks like, good. Like fat. Like fat. You know, like pH. I don't look. No, no, no. Oh, fat like P-H-A-T. Oh, okay. You you got it, Ben Stiller. You got it. You got it. Speaking of looking fat and, and hot and, well, that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They've been rolling since TB12 has came over to the NFC. But this year feels a little different. You've been seeing a lot of the injury bugs now hitting. And to probably, other than the quarterback, the most important position in all of the NFL, the offensive line, the Buccaneers, Tristan Wirfs, Ryan Jensen, Robert Hainsey, and now late, the latest is Aaron Stinney, ACL out for the year. Ted, this is a team that since Tom Brady has come over, he has dominated the NFC. He's won a Super Bowl already. He's dominated this division, except for one team and we're going to talk about this division and the AFC South because it's only really a two-team race in both of these divisions if you really look at it you got the Falcons you got the Panthers they're kind of in the midst of a rebuild don't know what they want to figure out especially the Panthers their quarterback situation they got Baker but we'll see what happens moving forward and even with the AFC South the Texans they're in rebuild Jacksonville they're in rebuild so it's really two teams in both of these divisions but we're going to start off with TB12 and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but TB12s, let's call them the kryptonite of the Buccaneers and Tom Brady, as they have lost. Tom Brady is four and five. His last four losses, regular season to the New Orleans Saints, and been dominated. Looked lackluster, looked confused, and looked frustrated. As we all remember that Sunday night game last year when they lost nine nothing. He's throwing the iPad at people. He's he's going over to coaching staffs and mother effing people. Yeah, it was not. It was. It was not a good night for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in that offense. It has not been fun for this Buccaneers offense when they play the New Orleans Saints. Ted, you look at the Saints team. They made a lot of nice additions in this offseason. Going out and getting Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. Going out and getting Jarvis Landry, a dependable slot receiver. Adding to another 
receiving core is Chris Olave in the draft and then getting Trevor Penning, who they did lose to lost Teron Armstead, I should say. Huge loss to the Dolphins in free agency. So, Ted, with the way this team has been playing and the way they dominated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers recently, not including the playoffs, is this the year that the Saints have enough to throne Brady and the Bucs? Why not? They've owned them. I mean, they've literally owned them the last couple of years. I, yeah, I know people would say, well, Sean Payton's not there. They got a new coach in Dennis Allen. But Jameis Winston last year, up until he got hurt, was doing pretty well, fairly well. Well, 1,100 yards, 13 touchdowns, four picks. He's got to get that completion percentage closer to 65%. He was at 59% last season. But if he could stay healthy, they have a solid offensive line. They have a stud running back in Alvin Kamara. Now, we don't know what's going to transpire. With I think everything's pointing to him playing this year. It's more of probably next year where you're going to see this. They're already pushing back. They already pushed back one of the cases he had early on in August. So it seems like he could be playing. Alvin Kamara. So, so like I said, you, you know, you, you got Alvin Kamara, and we know he's a stud. And listen, fantasy guys, he's he's a he's a dominant. He's a first round pick easily. He's I mean, a beast. He has been since his rookie season. Michael yeah. Thomas hopefully will be healthy. He's on the field. We know what type of player he is. When he was with Drew Brees, he was. I mean, honestly, he was the best receiver in football for that. He was the season. slant king, as they call him. But uh, listen, I mean, possession, move the chains, keep it going. They drafted Chris Olave at Ohio State, Trevor. We know about him. Oh, I, love, love. I think that kid, great I, he's route runner. My, he's one of my draft sleepers. Oops, I told so, that. He's. I think he's going to be a stud. And here's the other thing. Then you got Jarvis Landry, too. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't really have a guy that can really take the top off. Maybe that's going to be Olave. Because what do you run? I think Olave. I I think Olave can be that guy. I know but, he doesn't. I mean, he's not the. He's got the. He doesn't have the height, but he's got that breakaway speed. That's okay. Speed. The height. He's the got thing the is route running. We've seen that. You got three studs at the receiver position. All three of them have potential star written all over them. You know, I mean, Michael Thomas was there. If he can go back yeah. to form, he's a star. Another Ohio State guy. Chris Olave, Ohio State. Jarvis Landry, LSU. We know what type of potential these guys have. Jameis Winston's a key, though, right? Because we know that defense matches up for whatever reason why I don't have I don't have a realistic explanation. You know, they have Cameron Jordan, another Ohio State guy, another dominant defensive line. No, Cam um, Jordan's from Cam Jordan's from uh, California. Oh Cal. I don't know who I, I Come on, bro. Come on, man. Ohio's you really well, said Ohio State. I'm not I'm sitting here thinking he's serious about this. You're talking about know. the Northwestern, you're like, yeah, the Northwestern football. Hey, yeah, yeah. See, I might not yeah, because there's a million wildcats in in the college football world, but Get it right. Defense. I thought you were good with this. Listen, but and then you look at the defensive side of the ball game. All three levels they have players. Cameron Jordan, like I said, Demario Davis. You know, if you don't know him, get used to him. He's been a stud at the middle oh, linebacker yeah. position. Bradley Roby at corner, and then they picked up Tyron Matthew in the free agency. Did you year. say Marshawn Lattimore? Oh, I forgot Marshawn Lattimore. That's who's from Ohio. That's from Ohio State. Ah, there you go. No, but Marshawn Lattimore, he's been a shutdown corner since coming this game. Zach Bond, Pete Warner. And Ted, last year, this was a team that was defensive ranks, ranked fourth in points per game, fourth in rushing yards per game, and seventh in yards per game. So this is a defense that has been stout. For sure, some they have time all, now, they have all the potential to be to be great. I mean, they listen, the same thing I'm, has I'm always gonna, been. I'm going to say something. I think that a lot of people might. They have an, a realistic. Not anybody has a realistic. I think they have an easy chance to win this division. I think with everything that has transpired with the Bucks, I could see turmoil. Brady doesn't look like he wants to be there. I think at the time he was like, ah, you know what? I've still got an itch for football. I, I'm, I'm not ready for this dad life. 
Then he has one of his players retire. Then he has another offensive lineman leave in retirement. Then he has all these multiple injuries. Tristan Wirfs hopefully will be back for week one against September 11th against the Dallas Cowboys. But what is, he's got four, three, four offensive linemen missing, right? Chris Godwin's coming off an ACL injury, so he won't be ready for week one. He lost his, one of his favorite friends and targets in, in Gronk. So I know they brought in Kyle Rudolph. I know they brought in Julio Jones. I don't know what to expect from those guys because you – know, Don't forget Rudolph, about Russell Gage. I think Russell Gage could be a nice little piece. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. It could, be, it could be a stud for the first couple of weeks. But every and, – and then, of course, the loss of Arians. I don't know if that's a positive or negative. You know, for Brady, maybe it's like, oh, I don't have a guy breathing down my back. I can run the thing. But Todd Bowles now – is because he's the head coach, is that going to take away from him as the defensive coordinator? But I think the Saints have a realistic chance, and I think people should look at them as a Super Bowl contender. Why not? I think the only reason why people don't is because they look at Jameis Winston as a liability. But I think if he plays smart, he plays his game, can get and play like he did last year with the, with the Saints where he was 13 touchdowns, four picks. So if he can get to 28 and 12, keep it under 14, 15 picks. Because as much as we, we talked about the Rams last year, Matthew Stafford led the league in picks. And he had, what, three or four games where he picked sixes. So mm-hmm. you can throw pick sixes. but be, be It's okay to be, be aggressive. Be aggressive. Be smart. Third down conversions. And then like when you have a defense like the Rams did, dominate. And and here's the thing. And that's the thing. The Saints do have something. They have a similar type defense. They're nasty. When you're they division, cause turnovers. Be, and, yeah. be, and, and, and you are the kryptonite of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So but I here, think there's a lot of turmoil in Tampa. And it's, it definitely sets up a possibility for the Saints. They love the home field advantage. We'll see what Sean Payton's losses, but definitely they have what it takes to dethrone the Buccaneers. Here's one of the the interesting. I, I can't believe you said turmoil in Tampa. Oof. I mean, Tom Brady. We'll see. I mean, we'll see what that. But here's the thing: the past couple of years, definitely, it's been for the, the Saints. It's never been anything but one position. It's always been the quarterback. This is even but one breeze. I know Jameis is the guy right now, but the same same kind of situation that we were talking about right now is what we were talking about two, three years ago with Drew Brees. When you see Drew Brees, that was the weakness. They couldn't get over the hump because of the fact that he didn't have a strong enough arm. It was always, oh, is Brees going to be able to beat him over the top? He's got the defense. They got Sean Payton. They got the talent offense, but it was always Brees. Now you look at this situation. It's very similar. Jameis Winston. You have all the pieces. You got the defense. You added more to that defense. You added to the offense. You're still going to have Alvin Kamara. You're going to have Mark Ingram as well, too. It's just can the main question be, can Jameis Winston be Drew Brees but not be Drew Brees in the sense of can he beat the defense over the top with his arm? And what we've seen in the in, in the past, Jameis Winston could do that. I mean, the guy had 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, and 30 picks in a season. It's not. It doesn't make any freaking sense. But this is a guy that 30, 30, could talk. 33, and, 33 and 30. Yeah, I mean, it literally, it's it's insane. I mean, that doesn't well, make sense. I think but Sean Payton it, was able to to reel him in and say, "Listen, we can be aggressive, Chip. We talked about it. we can be aggressive." But on he showed last year before this injury, Ted, that he can. He he's not. He doesn't have to be that type of guy where he's always just throwing the ball. I think and, because and, he's surrounded by enough talent and I mean, being too like he was. He was overly aggressive in Tampa. I think we could all agree with that. The number one pick, former number one pick. Well, I think there was an expectation for him to just – Of course, the number one pick. pick, Tampa, I mean – and I also think the offense for him was set up for failure where it's like it's okay to check the ball down. It's okay. 
Yeah. It's okay to punt the ball. And especially in, in the case with the Saints is where you have a really reliable defense. This defense is, like you said, Chuck, top five last year at all levels of their defense. It's they have been five. for the past couple of years, even with Breeze. That's why we said the the weakness. and Weakness the was Drew Breeze. It was Drew Brees. As much as we love Drew Brees, his ability to not be able to stretch the field. And Trev, we talked about this on multi-facets of our shows and other things. Is We talked about like the Alex Smith thing with the Chiefs back in the day when we were going into it. Love Alex Smith, right? Mm -hmm. Solid quarterback. You, just, you're limited, bro. You're just, you're, you're, you were set in a box. And yep. with a guy like Mahomes, is there is no limitation. Similar to like, and we've talked about this with other quarterbacks, what a guy like Herbert does, what a guy like Josh Allen does. Similar to what we might talk about in a couple of weeks when we're talking about Trey Lance in San Francisco, where I know he's raw, but the talent is is global. It's extreme. Jimmy G, solid. He got you to the Super Bowl, got you to the NFC Championship game, but he's limited. We know you know how is. far You know how far he can take you. You're as limited as you are with guys like Alex Smith, guys like Drew Brees. At the end of Drew Brees' career, we're not going to talk about Drew Brees' career in general. We're talking about the last couple of years of, of the historic career of Drew Brees. And that was probably the best thing that ever happened to Jameis Winston, too, is sitting behind Brees for that one year, learning from an all-time great. And that's why I said, Jameis, be Brees, but don't be Drew Brees. Well, and I also be think who, he be, be who you are, like how you were in Tampa, but also take that advice and that information that you gathered in that one year from Drew Brees, where last year, Ted, you said it, it was five. They were five and two at the time that he got he tore his ACL. It fourteen touchdowns and three picks. I mean, right there for Jameis Winston. Oh my God, that's that's hooray, hallelujah, like praise. I the mean, Lord. listen, if he plays. You know, like I would say, 500 ball afterwards. He's talking at least 27, 28 passing touchdowns. Now, he probably the picks go up, but he's probably somewhere between 10 and 15. So 28 and 15, that's yep. solid. And, and yep. here's the other thing. we can't. I know he's, he's moved to the tight end position. But on special plays, if they still keep that offense cohesive, you still got the Taysom Hill experience. You know, know Michael we, we haven't even brought him. You can yeah. always bring him in on special downs. I think Jameis Winston also understands last – this year, even more importantly, is how every year he has to prove himself, right? You know, like you could see it in his eyes last year when he tore his ASL. He was very upset. I think he understands that, like, we have something special here. I have – I cannot be the liability on this team because yeah. we have all the pieces to be great. And if you look at the NFC, you can't tell me that – and you look at this team that any other team is that much better than them. I mean, I get it. The Bucs have some players, and the, maybe, and the biggest difference of why we look at the Bucs as such favorites over the Saints is because, because of, of Brady. Tom Brady. And that's really what it comes down to. It's it's the quarterback. If your quarterback is not to the level where we – like the best way I can explain it is the NFC North. There's Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, and then there's mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins. If, if we reverse roles, I mean, if anybody who better than Kirk Cousins was on the Vikings – We'd look at them as Super Bowl contenders, but we don't look at the Vikings as Super Bowl contenders because they have Kirk Cousins. I mean, because look at that team. I mean, they got Justin Jefferson. And I mean, Neal yeah, they got talent. Yeah, talent galore. And Cook and Madison in the backup running back, and they have. I mean, the skill on that team. I mean, you could put them as one of the top five offenses of the game. So if Jameis Winston can't screw, doesn't screw this up, just play smart ball. I'm not saying be a game manager. Play like you said, be aggressive, but be smart. Yep. 100% agree. I mean, this is this is a team like you just said, Ted. The Bucs and well, Saints defense, they're, they're, very, they're identical. They both have legit elite defenses. 
They both have legit elite running backs in Fournette. They got weapons. They both have some question marks around the new offense. Probably give the edge to the Saints. Then you got the new coaches. You got Todd Bowles, former, I mean, second-time head coaches. Todd Bowles getting a second chance. Dennis Allen getting a second chance. It just ultimately comes down to this: the Saints have Jameis Winston, and the Bucks have Tom Brady, and that's why you give the edge. But when they do play, this the history speaks for itself. Recent success. The Saints got their number. They know how to play this team. They know how to get into the head of Tom Brady and this team overall. So why can't they? I mean, we're not making any predictions. We're going to make predictions in the next few weeks. But why can't they? I think the key is, Ted, and we were looking him up, Pete Carmichael Jr. Who is that? The offensive coordinator. How is he going to make it? Sean Payton's gone. He's filling in some big shoes. The other thing I was going to add to your point, too, is he also the schedule. We were just joking around with the Chiefs schedule. But the Buccaneers schedule the first four weeks, listen, I don't know how they're going to start out, but week one at the Cowboys, listen, can't count out the Cowboys. Cowboys went home. Who knows what the Bucs team will look like week one. Brady's been on vacation slash family trip, getting his mind right. They've dealt with injuries, so we'll see how that pans out. Week two at the Saints, we're talking about them right now. If the Saints can win that game right there, you're already a game up on the Bucs. Week three against the Packers, week four against the Chiefs. That's the first four weeks of their season. There's a realistic chance the Bucs go 0-4, 1-3, and if the Saints start out smooth and start out really hot like they did last year, you know, it sets them up for – yeah, you know, going yeah, I mean, forward, the schedule is. We talked about it. Starting out fast, we know teams. If you're four and zero, likelihood to make the playoffs percentage goes up. We know zero and four, one and three. We talk, we talk about this with the Giants all the time. Starting out slow, your 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 percentage wise of making the playoffs is much tougher going forward. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, we'll see what happens. I know that we didn't talk about the Panthers or the Falcons in this situation because realistically, those are two teams. One team's in full rebuild mode, Atlanta, and the other team is. Well, they're trying to figure out their situation. They got talent on the team, Carolina, but they got a new quarterback, Baker Mayfield. We'll see how that transpires in Carolina. But this is really right now to us and to many a two-team race. Speaking of a two-team race, if there's any Houston or, ja- or Jacksonville fans watching right now, probably probably not going to want to listen because right now we're going to talk about two teams in the AFC South, just like we talked about two teams in the NFC South because that's what it comes down to. Two teams that have been dominating this division over and over. The Tennessee Titans coming off a number one seed last year, but a disappointing first-round exit to the eventual AFC champs, the Cincinnati Bengals. And then you got the Indianapolis Colts. We already know the history of the Indianapolis Colts for the past 20 years. Since they've had Peyton Manning, they have Andrew Luck. This team has been riding high and dominating the AFC South. But Tennessee has won the past two. Ted, you look at this two-team race right now. And I know, oh, what about Jacksonville? They made some nice pieces. I'm not saying that they could probably surprise people. Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson, hell, could be a match made in heaven. But right now, that team is in a rebuild mode. They're just trying to get out of the the dark hole of Urban Meyer, the dark shadows of Urban Meyer. If they can just come back to being respectable, that's what they want. They could have something special growing. We'll see what happens with Houston. And Houston as well, too. Both teams. We'll see what happens. But right now, realistically, just like the NFC South, to many, this is a two-team race. So, Ted, I'll give you the four difference makers, and I, you could probably, if you want to give me another one, the main four guys in this race, it, realistically, are the two quarterbacks. I know it's so obvious. Matt Ryan, the newly acquired Matt Ryan, and Ryan Tannehill. And then you got the two studs in the backfield, Jonathan Taylor, and to some, and 
and Derrick Henry, to some, like you, I just said, you know the funny? two These best people... running backs in the game right now with the exception of maybe a Christian McCaffrey. Honestly, you, I'm, I'm thinking while you're, my, you know, my mind's rolling. I'm like, what do I want to say? How, how do, I'm looking at these teams. I'm like, very, very similar teams, similar coaches, coaching, former yeah. players, Frank Wright, yep. offensive coach, you know, Vrabel, very smart guy, very intellectual. We know that. You he know, was the quarterback for the, uh, he was the quarterback in the Bills uh, uh, Oilers game. Oh, I know that. So, so you, you got the similarities. I, you, I didn't know if you. Oh no, you, you got the similarities. You know, you got two veteran quarterbacks. I think both have the same potential. They're both where they both can be great, and they both can look eh, subpar. And you question if they even should be a starting quarterback. Both have stud running backs. The thing I think about them is both don't have a stud receiver. They these two teams don't really we'll have. See if Michael Pittman any, can make that leap. Exactly, but listen, it's. Let's get into the program. Like guys are jumping in the league right now, and and I think Pittman's going to be a stud by this year. I mean, Odell Beckham. Guys are coming in this league now, and there is no one, two, three years waiting for a receiver. Well, Tennessee did have a stud. Yeah, well, I know that, but they don't have a stud no more. I get it. I get it. AJ Brown was a stud, okay, and now it's Traylon Burke from Arkansas. Robert Woods coming off an ACL injury, so they have a nice bunch of two guys and rookies. But where is where is the passing game for the Titans? Honestly, because that that's really where I look at it is I could see Matt Ryan t- controlling this off. Both also have really good offensive lines too. All right, I think the Colts have a better defense. Oh, the Colts have a much a sure a much, much better, better defense. defense. Yeah, vastly, vastly better. I mean, DeVores, Buckner, Kitty Play, Darius Leonard, which now is Quiddy Pay just. I don't know if you saw Quiddy Pay is actually just dealt with another injury. Oh, wow, he so, just had I mean, another he had another Gilmore. serious leg injury. Don't forget about their stud, the stud linebacker, all-pro, Shaquille, not Darius Leonard anymore, Shaquille Leonard, who's an all-pro since coming into this league. And, Ted, you were just saying, my big thing is. I I will say this. If you're asking me the question, what's the difference, I would say this. Yeah, who who do you think? Is there somebody different? I mean, like I said, is it the possibility? Hold on. Is it the possibility? And call me crazy, and I don't really care. Call me crazy, I don't care. Can I just throw out the name Malik Willis? Yeah, see, it makes you think because no, no, what no, if Tannehill, I, from all the raves that we've been hearing, Tannehill's been uh, not struggling. He's actually been lights out in training camp. He's been great. And we saw know, a glimpse we, of Malik Willis last my week. Is, for them, it's it's the passing game. Because here's the thing. Your point goes into my thought process. If the Titans can't develop a passing game, Malik Willis now becomes someone you have to think about because his ability to extend plays, run, move, where Tannehill – Tannehill's got some athletic ability, but Malik Willis Willis is on a whole nother level. But that can open up the defenses. I could keep them on their toes. Him and Derrick Henry can have a nice little read option in the back. That could be deadly. Listen, I I think I'm not making predictions, but I kind of am. I think this is the Colts' division win. I I like Matt Ryan with this team. This will be the best offensive line he's had since his MVP or Super Bowl years. He this will be the best running back he's ever played with. Now this might be the weakest core of receivers and passing game that he's ever. But I think as a veteran guy who knows what he has in front of him, kind of like the Winston thing, don't screw it up, right? Yeah. You're going to be protected. You're going to have a solid, solid running game, if not one of the two or three best running games in the football. You have an offensive-minded coach. Listen, Carson Wentz had all the ability last year to do, and he just screwed it up. He was the reason. No one else. I think Matt Ryan's a much better version of Carson Wentz. I look at them winning a 
10, 11, 12 games maybe this year. Because I look at their first two games are Texans and the Jacksonville. They should go 2-0 and right off the bat. They don't have a tough schedule right off the bat. They should go 4-0 and with those two games. If they split against Tennessee, all right, you're winning the division. There's your division. Then take care of the – Take care of the rest of your they – have, they have all the potential. This is where I look at, like, this could be the Green Bay Packers last year. They could win 12, 13 games. Let the AFC West beat up on each other. The only competition I would see to winning the division and begin the number one seed would be the Bills because everyone looks at the Bills as such frontrunners, but could the Bills struggle a little bit against the Patriots, the Jets, or Miami? That would be my only question. The Colts, if they take care of business with their division, they could win this division and have the number one seed. They have all the possibilities because – you like everything that they have. This could be the Colts' year to get that one or two seed. So my difference would be what type of passing game is the the Titans going to have? Because if they have no passing game, I think they have no shot. Because then everyone's going to – Trev, I'm going to relate this. I know people who are watching from the outside won't know what the hell I'm talking about. But this is like North Haven football. If, if, if we're going to just do the old school single wing and we're just going to run the football – well, they're going to stack eight in the box against Derrick Henry and, and go one-on-one with one safety over the top and say, go beat us. And no one's afraid of Tannehill and no one's afraid of any of their receivers. So if they're not able to develop any receiving passing game, I don't see Derrick Henry being a force this year because then you're just you're going to play goal line defense I mean, and they, say beat it. Teams have been doing that for the past couple of years. They still don't have But no not, But at least you have respect, A.J. Brown. I got you. I, my the whole thing about this is, I mean, Tannehill, he's looked sharp so far in preseason training camp we'll see how the new look offense looks with this with the with the uh with the subtraction of um aj brown he's 30 and 13 as a, as a titan quarterback by the way but his most famous memory as a titan quarterback is last year losing in the in the divisional round to the cincinnati Bengals, in which your defense giving you a hefty amount of opportunities to win the game and you went one for three you went one touchdown three picks derrick henry Missed nine games last year. We already know what he's meant to this offense. You know they're twenty and three in his career when he rushes for over a hundred yards. I think twenty and three, crazy like that last. I just year. look I, and then, twenty and, then and when three. He's out, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been such a force. If I sent you, a, uh, I told you the stat before: nine hundred and fifty-five touches in the past three seasons. I mean, mm-hmm. so you, you know, you got to be a little nervous about this team too, because, excuse me. You know, will his body start breaking down? I know he's a force in the gym. How will his body? I mean, maybe he'll I mean, be fresh. Maybe he'll be fresh tell. because he missed all that time last year, so he didn't get all the wear and tear that he would normally get. Maybe he's looking for a rebound. Who knows? I think this team, the Titans, are a big question mark because they were the number one seed last year, right? Yeah. So what? Where? And after the way they lost last year, after second Joe Burrow, what eight nine times, and then nine losing times, the yeah. way they did. Yeah. It, listen, for me, it's always been the Tannehill thing. Because we talked about this last year. Tannehill feels like the liability, but they don't have any receivers. And that's something I've talked thought about with the Titans. Like, why were they not going to get receivers? Like, why would you not? This game is about throwing the football. This league is about not running no more. That's but it is tough. Like, it is tough. I mean, the it, Dallas Cowboys offense runs to Zeke. Sorry, bro. This is not 1993 with Emmitt Smith. But it's it is tough. It is tough when you have the best running back in football. But and here's the limi- thing: you, are you don't have any weapons on the outside. You got. You got to have balance, man. You can have white thunder and lightning like the Giants did. As long as you got a Monty Tumor and Paxico Burris and, and a tight end to go down the I mean, middle. They of the tried field. to make something work with having AJ Brown and Julio. It didn't work. Well, Julio couldn't stay healthy. And I A.J. Brown was still good, but he had some injuries last year, too. 
Here's so, my whole thing about this, and I've been hearing this for this whole offseason, and you know where I'm about to go with because I don't get this narrative uh, about the – I don't get this whole narrative of Matt Ryan. Like everybody thinks that this t- – like, hold on. Yeah, they, go your freaking eyes. I don't care. I don't understand this narrative about Matt Ryan. So I got a couple things. His last four years, I got stats averages. Yeah, but how good 20, were the Falcons before – I get me. that. The Falcons were not a good team, but they were – they were 25 and 39 the past four seasons. I'll give you his stats. Average yeah, 26 stats. touchdowns, 11 picks, 4,500 yards. Good number. He's coming to a team. You just talked about the Tennessee offense, a passing attack. This team was ranked 26th in the league in passing yards. This is also their fifth starting quarterback since Andrew Luck retired in 2019. My whole fi- my whole thing. Biggest what is- if in NFL history. My- they also added Stefan Gilmore, if you if you remember. I know that. I said that. To a team that led the tied for first last year with 14 turnovers with Dallas. My thing is, I see no difference between him and Phillip Rivers. You you traded, you trade listen, you traded for a guy and today you just talked about in today's NFL, Ted. About, Mobility about the passing game. And that's great. And you're hundred percent right. You need to have a stud number one receiver in today's game. You can have a great running back. But the value of running backs, we know where it is. It's it's kind of at the bottom of the food chain. You need a number one receiver. Tennessee doesn't have that right now. The Colts, we'll see if Michael Pittman becomes that. But you also got to have a quarterback that has the ability to move out of the pocket. Let's be honest. Matt Ryan is in, is, is in a... Hold on. Giving up sacks? Matt Ryan is in a dying breed. And when I say dying breed, he's in the breed of the pocket passer. There ain't many left in this game with the exception of him, Brady. I'm not even going to put Rodgers because of Rodgers, we know he can move out of the pocket and make some fantastic, incredible plays when he gets out of the pocket. But to me, Matt Ryan is kind of like an Eli. Yeah, Phillip Rivers, a statue. Big Ben for the past couple years, a statue. You're not going to win with that. I don't believe that Matt Ryan is going to be anything better than what Phillip Rivers was. And that is, they were a wild card team. They got into the wild card, but they lost to the Buffalo Bills. I don't see no difference with Matt Ryan. And I'm sorry, okay. I know the slander. So- I know, hold on. And I know the slander that I've been going at for years with Matt Ryan. And I know you've been a, a, a pretty big supporter of Matt Ryan for a while. But me, I've been the complete opposite. I don't see where this guy gets you over the hump. I don't see, especially in this AFC, if this was in the NFC, Ted, okay. I would understand it with the team that they have. But in the AFC, you're still going to have those four AFC West teams. You're going to have three or four, possibly, depending on the whole Deshaun Watson situation, where they're going to be when he comes back. You're going to possibly have four teams in the AFC North. You're going to have two. I'm going to go one team right now in the in the AFC East. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills right now for a team that you're going to have to beat. Because I, I, the Colts are a better team to me than the Dolphins. All right, can I? And then you got, and then you got Tennessee, who is right now got question marks. So this is a team that's still going to have to face a lot of great teams in your own conference. To say that Matt Ryan and this team is going to be a soup, maybe a dark horse, I get it. But to say maybe one seed with Matt Ryan, I don't see how this team is any better. Well. Than when they had Philip Rivers. I just think I think decision making by Matt Ryan will be better than Carson okay. Wentz. I, I want to make sure I was. Correct. I get no, I get that. So they, were, they had given up the tenth least amount of sacks in the league. Well, they got a great offensive line. That's what I'm saying. The Bucks were number one. Bills were two. I, I have the, all the stats in front of me. I was looking at it. I found it online. 
They were not. They were ninth in scoring, 26 and a half. They were ninth in defense, opponents scoring at 21.5. Problem is, like you said, passing game was 211. Rushing was second in the league. I think part of that passing has to do with they don't have a stud receiver. Like, and I, th- if and they I think, have, Pim- if they I have think money, Pimman hopefully if they have money, they should go get a guy like Odell Beckham. I don't understand why you wouldn't. That's also mar- you gotta, if, I, if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, Beckham market marketable. Bring in Beckham, bro. Beckham and Pittman. Oh, well, I'm talking. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about yeah. Of course, the Colts should, but him. Uh, listen, Beckham, I mean, I understand he's not New York, LA guy. guy. I mean, I just think more weapons for an older quarterback helping a guy out. I mean, they were nine and eight last year. I'm going. I mean, John, I'm a- saying the difference maker in this division is not Derrick Henry. It's going to be Jonathan Taylor. I I say Jonathan Taylor has to be the difference maker. Funny you say all that stuff with Derrick Henry when we said how their their success of the Tennessee Titans. Well, in Jonathan Taylor's career, the Colts are twelve and one when he rushes for over a hundred yards. He was an. I mean, remember we were saying that Jonathan Taylor could win MVP up until maybe the last like two or three weeks. We were we were considering Jonathan Taylor as a MVP favorite, and the offense kind of like Tennessee revolves around Jonathan Taylor. I mean, both of these guys, these teams are so I almost I nearly identical. It's just the edge that you would give nice. is the defense of the Colts. But you look at the quarterback yeah. play. I mean, the rushing both, was all top. The the passing average, though, that's the thing. Passing yards. They that's were what I'm trying to say. Is that passing the quarterback? Attempts, here's the other thing. Passing attempts, yeah. 20th. They were ninth in the league and giving up sacks. I mean, so. That's what I'm trying to say. These teams are nearly these teams are nearly identical yes. in the sense of you look from top to bottom. They both lack a true number one. Maybe Michael Pittman takes that leap and, and takes that yeah, next but, step. Okay. But I, they both have, hold on. Hold on. They both have they both have two elite running backs. They both have solid offensive lines. The Colts have a, a have the better defense. They both have former players as coaches who have have deli- have been great since being hired by both teams. Absolutely. And they got quarterbacks that, yes, have talent, yes, have won in this league, but are they good enough to get you to a championship? Listen, I don't know if they're good enough to get to the Super Bowl. I don't even know if they could get to number one team. But I think with the potential of the division being bad, and I don't know what the Titans are going to be this year. I, I, then again, did we anyone think they were going to be a number one seed last year? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, especially I, with Derrick. You got to think Derrick Henry was out. For the last for the last eight games, hey, here, here's the here's the other thing. Were they going to be the number you one? You getting hot over there? You getting hot flashes? Yeah, I'm getting hot flashes because I'm excited for football. I'm sweating over here. <laughs> um, but I mean, Baltimore was the number one seed before Lamar got hurt, and we talked about this. So you know, where would Tennessee have been really if Lamar was healthy all season? And 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 the Ravens didn't have thirty five thousand injuries last year, where they lost both running backs before the thing. They lost both cornerbacks, safety linemen. Ronnie Staley was out. This guy was out. And that speaks volumes to who John Harbaugh is a coach that he was able to overcome all those injuries and still. At the what was it week twelve week eleven or something they were the number one seed so yeah, they were eight and th- they were eight the and three. I mean, here's the thing I thought Carson Wentz cost the Colts last year at least two games at least two games that I could think of I thought the Tampa Bay game and one other game that I can't think Tennessee of remember the head. Tennessee game in overtime they threw a pick early in the season oh my god and then they and then I mean look, so here's Carson my thing Wentz, look at Carson Wentz's right, stats right. last year were not. I mean, twenty-seven yeah. touchdowns, seven picks. But we'll always remember Carson Wentz's tenure as a court as a quarterback of the Colts was Week eighteen against the Jacksonville not, Jaguars, not losing thing. twenty-six not, to eleven. Did Matt Ryan not make the, that crucial mistake to cost this team because I think like a lot of some of these teams. Does he make the crucial mistake? No. 
But there's not going to make a crucial mistake. I think they'll be in a good position to succeed and be one of the top three seeds. But that's he, is he enough? But is he good enough to get you to win you to win you a Super Bowl? Maybe back in 2016 he was when he won his MVP. But here's but the thing: he's always not, he always hasn't been athletic. He's been stagnant since he's come in the league. So my thing is this: don't screw it up. You have everything. You have everything in front of you. You, I mean, you have the running game. You have the offensive line. You have a solid defense. You have the coaching. The only thing you maybe is a liability is the receiving game. But if you're a good enough quarterback. Similar to the Tom Brady stuff is make other people better, right? Make other people better, and hopefully they have some guys that step up for them that we're not aware of right now during the season. And maybe we'll see that when the season goes on. But right now, I think this is the Colts' division to win and to dominate. But like I said, if Matt Ryan, you know, plays poo-poo, and you know Ryan Tannehill continues this, you know, consistency and and you know, well played through preseason into the regular season. Derrick Henry comes out strong. We both said it. When their running backs dominate and rush for over 100 yards, they're both un- unbeatable. So we'll see what happens weeks. What, what are we, two weeks, less than two weeks 13, away? Or, yeah, 13 days away. And you also said this team, this Colts, they got they got some weapons. I mean, Paris Campbell, if he could stay healthy, is a nice addition in the slot. The kid Alex Pierce, Alec Pierce from Cincinnati, has been getting raves as well. Yeah, also camp. Ashton so, Doolin has been playing receiver. And they got more. They got a huge. They have a huge, like a lot of big, big receivers. Kiki, like Kuk- six, uh, four, six. Yeah, Kiki yeah. Kute. They have Mo Ali Cox at tight end. This is a team that they got the pieces. They got the offensive line. They got the protection. They got the stud back. They got the dominant defense. It's Matt Ryan. Guess what? They went out and tried to get Carson Wentz last year to see if it worked. It failed miserably at the end. Now it's on this, Matt Ryan. This, this I don't team see- is so funny because they went from Philip Rivers to Carson Wentz to literally Matt Ryan. And it's like they're trying to grab on to something that might not be there. And because this team has all the potential in the world, too. I know. That's why this – I mean, to me, that we'll see. I've not been a fan of Matt Ryan. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I think he's well beyond his year, way past it. And I think this is a very similar situation to them going to get Philip Rivers. That's just me. That's my take. I might be crazy. Don't really care. But well, it I got just don't. The playoffs. It got them to the playoffs, and and then it that, I expect the Colts. I expect the Colts. I expect the Colts to get to the playoffs. I expect them to, but I don't expect them to win a Super Bowl. Not with Matt Ryan. Just no. I just don't. When people say, "Oh, they can make the Super Bowl," I just don't see it with Matt Ryan. I'm sorry. I just don't. Well, we also don't know what injuries and things go on. Yeah, Maybe they them. We'll see. Listen, no one thought the Bengals would either. We'll see what happens. I, I, I also look at like you said. We talk about all these teams that have skill and talent around. The Colts, as much as we like them, you look around. I mean, Miami has better talent. Cincinnati. I mean, I mean we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I mean, Baltimore doesn't really have any receivers either. So they're they're a similar team like the Colts and the Titans. Were like, but their one thing is their quarterback is the fastest guy in the league. again. yes, sir. Well, well, we'll see what ha- we'll see what happens with that. They have thirteen more days. They have well, I should say about sixteen more days, fifteen more days to figure out if Lamar Jackson is going to have a long term deal signed. Or will they be playing the waiting game throughout the season? We will see. Next week, we'll be back. We'll talk about, like I said, the Joseph Aguilar will be joining us. We'll be talking about the Yankees recap in the West Coast. Can they continue to win? We'll talk about college football. And I think we didn't finish off. We got to finish off with the NFC West. We never talked about the NFC West yet. We've talked about every other division except the NFC West. We talked about, we we about we the NFC we talked about the AFC West. We talked about the East Coast teams. Talked about the Patriots. Talked about the Giants. Talked about the Eagles. Giants. We talked about the Dolphins. So we the did the AFC West. What's wrong with us? We t- we saved the champs for last. But there might be a team out in that West Coast Bay that 
maybe more talented. And will they the throw into champs in that division? Who are we talking about? We'll see what happens. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on Keys of the City. You can check us out on all social media platforms at Keys of the City. So comment, like, subscri subscribe, or share. We'll see you next episode. We are out. to the city podcast.